Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, brothers and sisters, welcome to Praying for America. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life, the largest pro-life ministry in the Catholic Church and working interdenominationally across the body of Christ to bring a people like you and me together, patriots, uh, Christians, those who are ready to defend America and uh, to uh, spread and defend the gift of freedom. This is a Christmas special tonight. I hope you're getting ready for a wonderful holiday. We'll uh, give you some reflections tonight, and then we will see you again after the Christmas celebration next week. We'll see you starting on a Tuesday night. I want to start with a scripture here from um, the uh, Gospel of Luke, and this is from chapter two, uh, part of the Christmas story. Let's read the scriptures and then pray, and then we'll unpack it a little bit more. When the angels went away to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go then to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed at what by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. Let us pray. Lord, we rejoice because Christmas is God in human language. Christmas is you, the eternal God, who fills the universe from one end to the other, coming to us, and speaking to us in a way we can understand, bringing to us who believe in you, but who might not know what you think of us, the certainty that you are on our side, that you want to bless us, that you want to save us, that you want to forgive us, that you want the way of salvation to be clear to us. We are truly rejoicing to welcome you, O Lord, and we ask you that those who do not yet know the joy of the Savior's birth, do not yet know the truth of the gospel, will this Christmas hear the voice of the angels, see the visit of the shepherds, know the child resting in the arms of Mary and laid in the manger, that this child is their God, this child is their salvation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, feel free as we uh, talk tonight to leave uh, your Christmas intentions. What? How can we pray for you this Christmas? What is your Christmas wish? What is your Christmas prayer? And it reminds me of the song I always talk about at Christmas time, uh, the song called Grown Up Christmas List. No more lives torn apart that wars would never start. The time would heal all hearts that every man would have a friend, that right would always win, that love would never end. This is my grown-up Christmas list. St. Paul says, can God, 
who did not spare his own son, but gave him for the sake of us all, how is it that he cannot give us all good things besides? He gave us his son, gave him to us at Christmas, gave him in the incarnation, gave him when he took on human nature, became flesh, became visible, and gave him then further on the cross. God gave us everything in giving us his son. How will he not give us all other things too? And Jesus emphasized this same teaching when he said, how would a, would a, would a sinner, like any of you who are fathers are, not know how to give his child good things? He would give him a scorpion when he asks for an egg. God is going to give good things to his children. God is going to give, Luke says, the Holy Spirit to his children. And this is why Christmas enables us to write the grown-up Christmas list. Let's think about the things we talk about on this program. As we always say, we don't just comment on the news like many, many good commentators do in the conservative world. Uh, we pray over the news. And we pray, and we've been co commenting and praying for, for the whole year on some terrible things that are going on, the destruction of our southern border, and then the, the terrible things happening, first of all, to the people who are coming in, the trauma that they experience uh, and the loss of life, and the terrible things that are happening to us here on the other side of the border with the crime and the drugs and the terrorist, uh, uh, potential terrorists flocking in. Who knows who they are? Who knows where they're going? Uh, this is this is this is an invasion of our country, and it's 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 destroying our country. And those who voted for this Democrat regime are responsible. This is an evil regime, and the voters are responsible. Thank God, many of them have repented, but there are too many of them that apparently haven't noticed how bad it's gotten. And it's not gotten bad enough yet for them to stop voting for the people who are making it so bad. So we look at these terrible and destructive things. We look at the devastation of the economy, and then the people responsible for it can't even have the integrity to call it what it is by agreed upon economic standards, recession. They, they want to just rewrite, rewrite the rule. Just, you know, it is whatever I say it is, et cetera. Again, this is destroying the country. They want to push for the destruction of babies in the womb right up to and through the process of birth, even after birth. They want to be able to kill these babies. We talk about a lot of destructive, terrible things going on. Critical race theory, indoctrination of our children, and on and on it goes. You know the list. So at Christmas, we have to wish boldly God, who did not spare his son, will give us all things besides. So we make a grown-up Christmas list with boldness. Lord, give us again a great America. Give us again a strong economy. This is my grown-up Christmas list. Give us again protection of the unborn. That's the full-time mission that I am on, a lifelong full-time commitment above anything, uh, other other activities that I do. Grown-up Christmas list, bring protection to the unborn. Bring about an end to the violence of abortion. Grown-up Christmas list, give us a strong border again. 
Give us education that teaches our children how to read and to write and to count, not that teaches them that America is racist and evil and that one and one is three and that a man is a woman and a woman is a man. Grown-up Christmas list. Come against and, in fact, eradicate this woke culture and bring back common sense. We have a lot of things to put on our Christmas list. And, and what I want to say to you here tonight is do it boldly. Because we have a God who is he's not a stingy God. He's a generous God. Do it boldly. When Jesus uses the, the parable about the, uh, the unjust judge and the woman who's pleading her case, and she's persistent, and she's persistent. He doesn't want to hear it at first, but because of her persistence, he finally gives her what she wants. God, Jesus is not trying to paint the Father as reluctant to help us. He's making actually the opposite point. He's saying, given that even a reluctant person will give when there is persistent asking, so how much more should you trust your Father, who is not reluctant at all, but eager to give you good gifts? God is eager to give us some Christmas gifts this year. Lord, give us fair elections. Give us election integrity. That's a great Christmas gift, all wrapped up in a, in a nice bow. Election integrity. Fair elections we can trust. A process we can count on. Now, these gifts, you know, are not gifts that we just sit back and passively wait for. We've got to be working for these things. It's a combination, isn't it? All is all it all flows from the grace of God. It's all his gift. But it's a combination, isn't it, of God's intervention and of our hard work to bring it about. Some other things about Christmas, uh, brothers and sisters, and I mentioned this in the prayer, it's God in human language. It's God who is speaking to those who know he exists but might not know what he thinks and he's able to convey his teachings and his will to us in our own language. We also see in this season when we say come lord jesus and you know we lay the baby in the manger um, on on christmas and prior to that the manger is empty and we're waiting. Well, are we really waiting? Because we know that he has come already. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to know what Christmas is about, right? So what is this? Is, is it like that we're pretending that he hasn't come yet? No, what it is, brothers and sisters, we say, uh, uh, O come, O come, Emmanuel, in one of the common Advent hymns. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God is with us. Well, if he's already with us, how is it that we're asking him to come? Because there's always more of him to come. That's the, th that's the point. There's always more of his gifts to give us, more of his grace to pour out of us, more of the Holy Spirit to infuse in us, more of the gospel for us to proclaim. O come, O come, God, you who are already with us, but you who have so much more to give us, come. Transform us. What does scripture say? From glory to glory always growing in that image of Christ, more and more and more, glory to glory, deeper and deeper into the mystery of salvation, further and further along on the path of holiness, constantly becoming more of the image of God in humanity. 
and therefore bringing about in the world more unity, more communion, more peace, more justice, more love, more life, more defense of life. Christmas does this. O come, O come, God, who are already with us, but who have so much more to give us. And another dimension of this too, brothers and sisters, that Christmas is a season of life and of service. The child is laid in the manger. And we look at that child. What is supposed to be our reaction? Well, one of the things is, as, as we, we mentioned last night, you know, the Lord becomes a little baby because he wants us to consider him approachable. Some people, they're afraid to approach God. Maybe they feel they have too many sins. Maybe they feel, you know, God is just is too far away from them or too scary, too hard to understand. He becomes approachable in the little baby in the manger. Um, but then what else does that child supposed to say to us? It's not just you can approach me, your God. There's also a challenge built into that. Because when we see the vulnerability of the child, we have to be challenged to take note of their need and to respond to it. If the child is vulnerable, we have to be challenged to step up and, and, and protect. If the child is vulnerable, we have, to, we have to be able to stand up and call on those who are in power, who may be failing in their duty to protect these children, to step up and, and do their duty instead. It's a basis of the pro-life commitment. The child Jesus laid in the manger reminds us of the child in the womb. Likewise, small, vulnerable, that child speaks to us and says, be my voice, protect me. Because in protecting me, well, that's part of your human dignity. Christmas is the basis, brothers and sisters, of, our, of a deep and strong pro-life commitment. It's not just one issue. It is the basis of every issue, the dignity of the human person. That permeates every issue. That's why we're concerned about the poor, because they have dignity, they have a right to food and clothing and shelter, because they have a right to live. Unemployment, because they have a right to make a living, they have a right to live. That's why it's an issue. It all boils down to that dignity of human life and the, and the need to protect it. Christmas talks to us about all that. And Christmas is universal because the coming of Christ renews the whole universe. It's not just about God and sinners reconciled as we sing in the Christmas hymns. It is about that. But that's the core of a whole lot of other things that happen. Because think of it this way, if the sinner is reconciled with God, you can think of that as a one-on-one -on -one relationship because it is a one-on-one -on -one relationship. We will be judged individually, Scripture says, we will all have to stand before the judgment seat of God. We each do that one by one, individually, just as God created us individually. But once God and sinner are reconciled, what happens to the other person over here? The brother and sister of that sinner. The sinner, in being reconciled with God, is now reconciled with his or her brother or sister. And so the community is built. 
the reconciliation that Christmas brings about builds the community, strengthens justice and peace, brings those reconciled sinners together. Because the second commandment is like the first, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you who love your God. Christmas brings an obligation. Christmas brings a burden that we welcome all those whom Christ welcomes. And it's universal because then in the reconciling of individual sinners, in the building up of peace within the community, Christmas transforms nations. Why do we work to transform our public policy? Why do we work to transform our politics? Because we know that the kingdom of God sets us in a particular direction. The kingdom of God sets us on the direction of, well, his kingdom is a kingdom of truth and life, of holiness and grace, of justice, love, and peace. So we have to build that. The redemption that Christ Jesus comes to bring in that child through taking on our human nature, it's a redemption of all human relationships. It's a redemption of politics, of national and international structures. Yeah, it's all God and sinners reconciled, but from that it flows and shapes everything. All the universe, in fact, scripture says we await new heavens and a new earth where the justice of God will reside. Book of Revelation tells us that when we see that, that vision of eternal life, it's a city. I saw the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. It's a city. Salvation is integral. It's a whole new heavens and a new earth. And finally, brothers and sisters, along the lines of what Christmas brings, one of the things we have to think about is, what does it mean to welcome this child? Does it mean simply the welcoming of a child? Or is it the welcoming of the one who will preach the Sermon on the Mount? The one who will tell us to love our enemies and forgive those who sin against us not seven times, but 70 times seven. The one who said, take up your cross every day and follow me. Are we welcoming him? The one who sends out those preachers and says, those who listen to you, listen to me. This Christ comes in his totality. And we can't accept him as a baby, but reject him as an adult. Accept him as a child but not accept him on the cross. We can't accept parts of him, the consolation, the offer of forgiveness, the promise of salvation, the promise of resurrection, and then not accept the demands of discipleship, the promise of persecution, the promise of rejection. You will be rejected by all on account of me. But he who hold firm, holds firm to the end will be saved. We can't accept the shepherds and the hymns of glory to God in the highest without accepting blessed are the poor, blessed are the persecuted, blessed are they who mourn. We accept the whole Christ 
It is the whole Christ, the whole gospel, all the teachings, all the gifts, and all the challenges, and all the commandments. We accept it as one great Christmas package. We accept it, we commit ourselves to it, we live it, and then we proclaim it to the world. Brothers and sisters, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And, you know, these reflections I've been giving, Christmas for the Unborn is a little booklet I wrote. You can go to christmasfortheunborn.com. And this book has uh, short chapters, little essays on points like the ones that I've been sharing with you last night and tonight. I want to invite you to, to order this book, christmasfortheunborn.com. Read these reflections, share them. And it's not only, I know Christmas now is just a couple of days away, uh, but this is good now throughout the Christmas season because there is a season of Christmas. We're going to celebrate it not just for a day or two, but for a couple of weeks. And all during this time, we can uh, get the uh, benefit of all these deep biblical truths uh, surrounding Christmas and bring them into our communities, into our churches, most of all, into our hearts and lives and decisions. Christmasfortheunborn.com. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Christmas. Thank you. We ask you to bless all the different uh, activities, prayers, songs, celebrations, meals, exchange of gifts, decorating, lights, all these trimmings. Lord God, we know that the, the root of Christmas, the heart of it is spiritual, and yet we rejoice that even in our senses of sight and sound and taste, we can rejoice in the birth of Christ. Bless all the celebrations we will have. Bless the family gatherings. Uh, let them be times of edification, Lord, and uh, let them be times of faith. Bless our nation. Let Christmas transform our, our structures, our politics, our policies. Our citizens bless the world. And we pray as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, friends, Father Frank Pavone, FR Frank Pavone on social media. Please stay connected with me over this Christmas weekend. We're going to be posting things. We're going to be encouraging one another. And we do that all through the year, of course. I'll be praying for you, especially on Christmas. And uh, do the same, I ask, for me and my team here at Priests for Life. We thank Right Side Broadcasting as well. Connect with them at RSB Network. And uh, we will talk to you again right after Christmas on Tuesday night, the 27th, as we continue praying for America. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.